man, at least 80% of the rap sound now comes from 3-6 Mafia. I'm ready to go ahead and uh, drop my cannabis. Uh, you know, I got my own marijuana and then hit the streets. I even opened up for um, DJ Paul at one of his festivals that he threw uh, a couple years back. And um, Juicy J sent me some beat packs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you already know me and Project Pad, we tight. Offset ended up seeing it. And then he ended up hitting me up on Instagram. And then we connected just like that. Yo, this Duke Deuce with DJ Stem Text. What the fuck? Yo, Duke Deuce. Finally good to connect, man. Like, love your music. How's it how's it going out there? What's happening? Man, it's it's, it's pretty good. You know, uh, I'm in Atlanta. Um, it ain't really shut down like a lot of places, you know. We still outside over here. Right. <laughs> For sure. But like let, let let let's get it started. Like for people who know may not know who you are. Like where where were you born and raised? Like where where you hell from? Oh, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. Black Haven to be exact. That's the neighborhood I'm from. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And what was it? What was it like growing up there? Like, uh, you know, Memphis is it's pretty uh rough coming up in Memphis. Uh, but you know, a lot of us. Saying to find our way out, you know what I'm saying? And the music was mine. Right. That's one part of the US I've never been to. I've never, I've never checked it out. I've never had a chance to go down there yet. But really? if, if I was, yeah, I've never been. I've been to Atlanta, LA, New York, Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, everywhere else, but I've never made it down to there. I'd love to go there one time. Memphis got the best food, bro. Oh, for real? Yes, best food. So so let's say I came out there. Let's say I, I took a, a trip to Memphis, Tennessee. Like, well, as soon as I land off the plane, where would I go to get some food? Where's the best spot? Um, uh, since you, once you land out of the plane, you're going to be close to the Haven, to Black Haven, where I'm from. So that being said, I tell you to go to Marlowe's, um, Jack Pirtles, um uncle what's the uncle lou's chicken crazy they got crazy chicken strips all right (laughs) and then and then you know let's say like we've eaten let's say we go out to the club like which club do i need to hit up how do i need to experience like that 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 memphis tennessee lifestyle um i say one good club is love uh I ain't gonna lie to you though. I'm so lost on what clubs is going on now because clubs are always getting shut down in Memphis and they are open up somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? And it's been a while since I even been to the city or been in Memphis. Right, right, right. Love is always a good spot to go to. Sure. Okay. Who's the biggest DJ out there? Who's the DJ that I should check in with? Man, DJ Toots. Right, yeah, my official DJs, twin DJs, females, they cold. Right, right. They're the ones doing the the, the stepping video. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Dope, dope, dope. All right. So, so listen, like, how, how did you get into rap? Like, what was your first experience with hip hop? Uh, 
really pretty much just growing up around it, growing up in the studio. I was a studio baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pops uh, was always in and out of studio, producer, rapper. He did it all. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for real? Uh, Yeah. And my mom could sing. You know what I'm saying? And granddaddy could sing. Grandmama sing. Uncle rap. My other uncle played the bass guitar. It's all through the family. So I ain't have no choice. So, 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 so Christmas must be the place to be at, like uh, your household, right? Like musical yeah. family and everything. That must be one crazy party. Yeah, facts. For That's real. crazy. That's crazy. But what, what was what was the first rap record you heard? First rap record I heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's take it back. Oh, I don't. Uh, I'm really not sure. Uh, that I've heard, I don't know. Like. I can't can't remember. Um, it might have been it might have been some of my daddy music though. I don't know. Like might have oh, really? been some of my daddy music, but I, it's so hard to go that far back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was stuck on that one. All right, you know your dad's making music, is producing. You're in and out of studios, but but who was it that? influenced you to start rapping who was it that, that, that inspired you and gave you that audacity to start just just shelling down in the studio oh uh, i was i guess i was kind of self-inspired but i still got to give uh my dad the, the uh credit you know what i'm saying and um and i kind of got inspired um just from seeing other people in the city just locally just kind of popping out just kind of popping in the city you know what i'm saying i feel like i had something to offer i feel like i had something different to bring to the table and that's right. what i brought. now you're talking about your dad a lot for people who may not know like who is your father what what was he doing like what was his name um duke needy right Nitty. yeah sir okay and what, yeah. what kind of artists did he work with um man Gangsta Black, Player Fly, um, man, he done did he done did a lot of shit, bro. Um, I don't know, but he can tell y'all better than I can if he was here. <laughs> what, what, like so, so being in the studio as a kid, like what was the craziest thing you ever saw? What's the craziest thing you ever witnessed in the studio? Yeah. Um. Well, shit, I say. I witnessed um, when my pops and them, like, they'll just have, like, sometimes, like, like they'll just, like, <clears throat> be vibing, like, kind of, like, lit. They won't be too focused on recording on these certain days. These certain days, they'll, like, they'll all be huddled up in a circle and everybody just take turns just rapping, freestyling. And I feel like that was just so fun to just see that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Oh, right. he'll just have they'll just have a track playing, like it'll just be looping the whole time, and everybody just be killing it. That's dope. That's dope. That must have been crazy inspiring. It's like, is that is that what kind of gave you the urge to like do it, join in, do it yourself? Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh back then though, I was so young. I ain't I never rapped in front of my daddy back then. I was too scared to rap in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I I don't know why I don't know why I just didn't want to rap in front of him. He didn't hear me rapping right. until I was actually grown. Right. I actually recorded something. 
right, right. And so what do you think about it now? Like, because you're popping, the videos are amazing. Look, the music's banging. This is why I want to I wanna find out where the influence and where the source came from. That's why I, like, I, I want to take it back before we talk about the new album and everything. But what's your dad think about what you've achieved so far and what you're doing? Oh, uh, yeah, man. He, uh, you know, he thinks he, he, he love it. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I appreciate him. You feel me? I tell him all the time. He tell me all the time, you know. Yeah, man, that man, he done made a monster for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Yo, what's your favorite album? What's your go-to album when you're, you're on a drive or you're chilling? Like, I know there's times when you listen to your own music and you're checking it and checking the mixes. But what's that one album when, like, you know, things have been hectic, you just want to chill out and zone out? What, what's, what's your go-to album? Um. As of lately, as of lately, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's been for broken ears by Tim's. Really? Oh, bro, like really? Yeah. Wow. You know who that is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, That's man. Oh, bro. Like, <laughs> I just, I just uh, recently found out about her music. Um, I was scrolling on Instagram and I seen mm. uh, my boy Trinidad James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, music. I was like, damn, who is this? She she kind of remind yeah. me of Lauren Hill a little bit. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you got taste. Just the vibe yeah. and just soothing. That's dope. You got you got good taste, bro. That's like she's one of the hottest artists coming through. She's got some crazy things lined up as well. Like, that's dope. That's For dope. sure. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girly? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. (laughs) If these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay. Crunk in dead, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, that was music to my ears. Like, yeah, I love crunk. 2003, that was my era. I came up in that era, like DJing and everything. I saw Little John live in Atlanta, one of the best experiences ever. Like, bro, how, 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 yeah, what made you want to do that? I think the crunk, the crunk thing, just something that just kind of happened. Like, because I was always kind of like an energetic type of person with, with 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 anything I did, like as far as the dancing and the whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I was big on energy already. So it just kind of happened. And then I realized what I was doing. I was like, shit, this shit really crunk. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I said, fuck it, we're gonna call it crunk then. That's what we're doing. We bring crunk. <laughs> And then the remix, I love the fact that you got little John on it. That was crazy as well. Like, the, like, was, was what was that like connecting with the guy who 
pretty much responsible for that sound, you know? Oh, man, it was great. It was great, man. I appreciate Lil John for uh for coming through, you know what I'm saying? He came to Memphis, actually, when I did the video shoot for the remix. And, you know, I was, I wasn't expecting him to come, you feel me? Like, I really wasn't expecting <laughs> yeah. him to come to Memphis, you feel me? So I appreciate that. How did you connect with Quality Control? Because that's like one of the dopest labels. They're like they're like the new Def Jam, pretty much, you know. And what they're doing, they've done some crazy things. I've worked, I've worked with Coach and P. We did the first Migo show out here in the UK. We did the first little Yachty shows and um, little baby as well. But yeah, like how how did you become a part of that team? Um, I've I had a song called Whole Lotta. Um, I dropped the video. We had this little dance move in and cop drip, you know what I'm saying? Which made it go viral. It's like small time viral. And um these like celebrity dancers end up doing starting a challenge to my shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And um I'll say end up seeing it. And then he ended up hitting me up on Instagram. And then we connected just like that. End up flying me to LA. Right. That's dope. The Crunkin' Dead video, like, I love the way that starts, like, they're bringing you to life and you're doing your dances in the studio. It's like, yo, you look like you really enjoy yourself. I know there's a lot of people right now that are not, you know, the dancing thing. They're like, they either rap or they do, you know, the mean thing. But you, 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 you've got, you've got a full package, but it just looks like, it just looks real. Like, you're having fun with it and the energy's there and everything else. It's like, like, yeah, it's it's dope, dope to see. And the music's got so much energy. I was saying to someone, like, when you start doing festivals out here, it's gonna be crazy. It really is. Thanks, I can't It's gonna be wait. a madness. It's gonna be a madness. But listen, see with, with the new album, Soldier Stepping, I just wanna say thank you because I play that every Friday night without sounding like a teenager, that track gives me life. That is hard. It's, it's fire because I think in this time of lockdown, it, the music is like, you know, that's just like a straight banger. And I say it all the time, if we was outside right now, that would just go off. That would like literally shut down every single club worldwide. Like yeah. that was fire. Like, I just want to say thank you for making that. But like, how did that come together? Um, well, it was a thought already. I ain't gonna lie, cause I ain't, I love that song, the original version, drama. Shout out to drama, man. I love that song, and I was like, "Damn, ain't nobody never remake that motherfucker." I thought about it though, but I never decided to go ahead and do it until one day P hit me up and was like, "You should redo this song." I was like, "Damn, bro!" I was thinking the same shit, and he was like, "Great minds think alike." So I said, "Fuck it, I'm finna do it right now," because I was already I already had the engineer. Everybody was here, you know what I'm saying? So. I synced it right back to him probably in 40, 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Synced it right wow. back to him. It was done. Like, wow. right. Video looked like a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it was. Crazy. It was. Yeah, it was yeah. hot as hell out there, too. Oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Really... And you directed, you directed that as well, right? Like, so you fully hands on across the board. Yeah, I directed it for sure. Another joint of the album. Fell up in the club. Like, what made you want to reach out to ASAP Ferg? Um, if I'm, 
I think I end. I don't know. I think I just ended up. I think I ended up hitting him up on Instagram one day. But I think he got back to my message a little late, though. I don't. I kind of forgot. You know what I'm saying? But we always kind of looked up to uh ASAP, the ASAP mob, and all that. You know what I'm saying? Because. <clears throat> They sound were similar to the Memphis sound, you know what I'm saying? They was kind of doing the Memphis three six mafia kind of mm. style, you know what I'm saying? So I think I just ended up inboxing him, and one day he ended up seeing my shit and hit me back. And I was like, damn, this bro right there. So we ended up cooking some shit up, and we actually got more than one song. Oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, he's a beast. Like he 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 goes in lyrically. It's crazy. You know, you know, you're talking about the Memphis sound and 3-6 Mafia. And again, for people who are listening right now, like how important were they? Because sometimes I don't I don't feel like they get the kudos or the credit that they deserve. And from your position as an artist who's coming from Memphis, Tennessee, like what 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 does 3-6 Mafia mean to you? Man, it means a lot. I feel like, man. At least eighty percent of the 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 rap the rap sound now comes from Three Six Mafia. You know what I'm saying? What people using right now come from Three Six Mafia, all the way from the crunk sound. That shit came from Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Right. For people that don't know, this shit came from Memphis. Uh, and the first time Memphis was even brought crunk was even brought up was in 1992, and that was in Memphis. Tommy Wright the third was the first person that we know that used that word crunk. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yes. Um, and we all know shit. Uh Terry Clover was one of the first fight crunk songs. You know what I'm saying? You know, they had two versions. They had an older one too that came out like in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? So it's very important. That's why I always give them their credit. Right, right, right. So, like for anyone who's listening right now and they want to. They want to like know this sound. Like, what would you say is the main album they should check out by Three Six Mafia? What's that moment that really solidified who they were and what they did? Uh, I think one of them is because I was just listening to it. Triple Six Mafia Underground Volume Volume One. Crazy, right. you know what I'm saying? Uh, and if you want to talk about Project Pat. Mr. Don't Play, Getty Green. Man, I can go all I can go all day. You, you know what's crazy? There's a lot of artists out here in the UK that are inspired by Project Pat. So the flow that he does, you know, you can hear it. And, and there's big artists out here like Skepta and Dizzy Rascal. They they like they like there's a lot of fans of what they do. So for Project Pat, Pat in particular, he's inspired a whole wave out here. Like mm-hmm. it's, I don't even think he knows, but there's a lot of joints where Project Pat's just he's been an inspiration for a lot of dudes. So it's really? it's, it's dope. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you 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 thought about reaching out to DJ Paul or anything or GCJ? You got any plans to work with those guys? Oh uh, yeah, I, I've already we already then chopped it up with each other. Um, I even opened up for um DJ Paul at one of his festivals that he threw uh a couple years back. And um, Juicy J sent me some beat packs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, right. You already know me and Project Pad. We tight. Yeah. Uh, all yeah. of shit. Crunchy. I chopped it up with Crunchy. Um, 
Chat, Gangsta Boo, like, yeah. For real. Yeah, that's yeah, up. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, you know, you're with YRN, you're with QC, you know, you're from Memphis, Tennessee. Like, what what have you learned or, like, what, what's inspired you working with those guys? Like, is, is that how has it helped you, like, focus or up your game as an artist? Um, I'm a, uh, well, what I've said, he changed a lot, to be honest. Like, he changed a lot of me, like, shit that I used to do. You know what I'm saying? So, I used to write. And, uh, when this, like, this was the time I was new around Offset. You know what I'm saying? I was mm-hmm. writing my shit then. And until one day, shit. I seen him, he he jumped right in the booth. He just go ball for ball. He just get, get straight to the point. You know what I'm saying? He punch in and punch, you know what I'm saying? He punch in. Yeah. So I was like, damn, this shit cold as hell. And one day, one of his partners, uh, his name old Jizri, you know what I'm saying? He's my partner too now, but he uh kind of like forced me to try it or whatever. Man, I was like stuck at the mic. I was like, bro, I can't do this shit. Like, I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so I felt bad as hell after that. I was like, hell nah, because I don't like feeling defeated. You feel me? So yeah. I went back and I learned how to do it. And that's how I've been recording it since. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, me Migos come up's crazy. Like, you know, from from like what they did across the country and Hannah Montana and all of that. And it's just their work ethic and their output is like insane. Like, and to where they are now and what they've achieved and what they've done. And not even to mention how dope they are as lyricists. But aside from that, like, is, is there anything else you picked up from those guys? Because they're, they're like, they're like some masters right now in terms of like what they do lyrically and business wise and everything else. Like, they came through quick, you know? Um, no, I mean, if I was to pick anything up, it would just be some of the game that uh they you know that said taught me or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just pretty much just like simple shit like stay on their neck and just keep going, you know what I'm saying? Just certain shit, you feel me? Like, but everything else, you know, I just kind of I'm I kinda do my own thing, you feel me? Like mm. I kinda do my own thing and I just kind of learn as time goes, you know what I'm saying? Right. I learn from my fuck-ups. I fuck up and I learn from it. It's kind of like right. this situation. Let's take you back to the album. Um, you got joint with Mulatto. She's now called Big Lotto. So, what? yeah, how did that hook up? How did that happen? Um, Well, the song, Kirk, I already had recorded it or whatever. Uh, and I, I think I left an open verse on it. I sent it to P. I was like, man, I just recorded this song called Kirk. That motherfucker so hard. And he was like, man, you should get Mulatto on that motherfucker. I said, who? Because I, I I wasn't too familiar with, with who she was then. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was like, Mulatto? You don't know Mulatto? I was like, nah, I ain't never heard of her or whatever. And so he said, all right, say less. Then he he sent he sent the, the song back to me with her on it. I was like, damn. Like, she hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been rocking her since. Yeah, now that's so, dope, man. That introduced me to Mulatto for sure. 
that's that's like that's that's the ill A and R as well. Just like yeah, I got this track and then they're bringing stuff to the table. That's dope. It's like you know, it's, we're we're a sick team. So, mm-hmm. what what are you planning to do next? Because you know you got bangers, you got fire. It feels like we're gonna come out of this lockdown like hopefully soon. I know Atlanta's like open, but the rest of the world needs to catch up. But yeah. what what do you, what are you gonna do next? What's the, what's the next set plan? Well, shit, next up is shit. I'm trying to shoot as many videos as possible from the album. Um, trying to get these visuals out to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm ready to go ahead and uh, drop my cannabis. Uh, you know, I got my own marijuana finna hit the streets. Oh, for real? Show. How easy is it to set that up? Uh, I don't know, man. It's just the, I got the magic <laughs> team. <laughs> I got that team, man. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that shit happen. Right. Excuse me. <clears throat> but yeah, man. I'm ready to drop that, you know, and shit. I'm ready to, you know, get to my next album. All right. For real. Right. Even better. What, what, what's the line of kind of it's going to be called? Oh, uh, Duke Skywalker. Oh, for real? Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you do this like so do you like do you get to select like how you want it to 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 feel or you know you know the texture and stuff do you get a choice of like how you yeah the blend yeah you uh, (laughs) you pretty much uh pick your own flower they let you pick your flower um tell them if you want to sativa dominant or indica dominant hybrid or whatever you want you pick you picking it out you know what i'm saying and they right. gonna do the rest right so you actually you like you actually selected yeah i want this mix with that or i want these seeds and this is what i want it to taste like yeah pretty wow. much they gonna stay gonna they gonna let you know everything all the science and all that what it is and and you just pick what you want wow that's crazy. Mm-hmm. You got you got any plans to come to the UK? Is is is, is you got your people looking at it? Cause it'd be good if Man. we did a show out here as well. That'd be dope. Man, I hope so. Shit, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. I think like, I don't sep- like right now. Man. September, I think September we're gonna be good though. Like I think September. Like, yeah, the festivals, this this tours selling out and everything, like everybody's trying to get it. Like it's it's actually hard to get venues now because everything's getting booked up all the way through next year as well so i think it's kind of like collective wishful thinking at the same time because everyone's just starting up everyone just wants to get out of it so right that'd be crazy yeah, for real can't wait that'd be crazy have you been affected by the lockdown in any way or anything has it affected you or slowed you down yeah it's slow it slow shit down but then it then again it helped me too though it helped me uh, get my business together. You know what I'm saying? I started a business on lockdown. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a lot. Shit. I just, right. I'm, I'm prepared now. I'm way more prepared. You know what I'm saying? So once everything get back to rocking, we gonna hit hard. All right. Who are you looking to work with? Who are you looking to connect with, like, for your next project? Um... Man, uh, Drake, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Um, Young Thug, uh, 
Pooh Shiesty, Bad, right. Shit, Got It. Yeah, I don't know. It's would you, also depends on what come my way, too. Would you work with Thames? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> for real. You know That'd be this. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I'll be on some different shit, too. So, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of the music will be coming out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my different shit. I'm real versatile. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to warn people. But, you know, I got to show them. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Well, listen, man, it's, 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 been, it's been great to hook up and um, great to connect. And it's like, it's like I said, I just, wanted to, I just wanted to talk to you because I've been playing your music every week. Like, I'm, I'm just like, shit bangs. It just bangs differently to everything else. Like, and I don't, you, you know, you can ask anyone out here every Friday night, you're going to hear Soldier Step in no matter what. So it's dope. Oh, that's your, that's your favorite song from the uh, album? Yeah, definitely. That shit's hard. It's hard. It's like okay. everything about it. It's the music. It's, it's the momentum of the track and everything else. It just pounds. It just, just bangs. So it's Appreciate like, I'm a fan, man. I like what you do, you know? We're definitely going to connect when you're out here. Like, and it's like, I'll get on the phone to Coach and P as well. Try and get that first show out as well. That'd be legendary. It'd be epic. It'd be dope. I appreciate you. Let's do it. Hey, my name is DJ Semsex. Listen, I want to give a big shout to Duke Deuce for doing that, taking a time out, talking to him on the release of his like recent album. As you heard, I'm a fan. I want to give a big shout to QC, shout out to Coach K, shout out to P, the whole team, shout out to the Migos, YRN, the whole team. And, you know, watch out for more collaborations, more connections with QC coming up soon, innit? I'm, I'm not going to snitch. I'm not going to self-snitch on what we've got lined up. We've got some big things lined up. So, you know, we're on the 10th episode of this podcast, right? And, and I'm, I'm really, really gassed because we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's been crazy, um, very, very unpredictable. And everything is more challenging than, than ever, than whatever it was before. You know, everything's just increased in terms of challenges. But I don't do this podcast by myself. I've got a team of people who are amazing, do a lot of things behind the scenes and just put in mad amounts of work and make me look good, basically. So <laughs> so I think as we're on the 10th episode, I think, you know, it's only right to introduce some of the team. I've got to give a big shout out to Edgar Garcia, who does the artwork for us every week. Amazing artwork. He's done the main cover as well. And check him out, follow him on Instagram and everything, an incredible artist. Got to give a big shout out to Mathami. He's probably never, ever going to come on mic, but He's part of the team and pretty much essential in making things happen. And I've got to give a big shout out to my producer, Nikita. She puts in mad work to, to make everything happen behind the scenes. You know, the whole production and recording, everything you hear ever by me in the last, you know, six or seven years, she, she's produced it or recorded it, produced it and recorded it and coordinated it and directed it. And, you know, I worked with her on radio I worked with her on podcasts and yo, she's with me right now. You're on the keto. What's going on, man? Wow. You know what? When you said six or seven years, I didn't even realize it's been that long. It might even be longer, you know. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, Shame on both of us for not really knowing as well. <laughs> I know. Literally, time flies when you're having fun, though, right? Time flies. Definitely. Definitely. And, and you know what? We're on the 10th episode. Like everybody loves an anniversary, and I know it's like it's 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 only ten episodes in, but it's it's been really really great, and I and I just feel like 
yeah, this is the perfect moment to introduce yourself because you've been putting in a lot of work and, you know, you, you, you help make this happen. You know, I say it all the time, I couldn't do this without Nikita. So, um, yeah, 10th episode, I thought it was only right that you, we introduce you to the crowd, to the audience, to the listeners. And look, what did you think of the Duke Deuce moment just then? Do you know what? I think he's dope. Like, um, listen, when you hear his music, I remember the first time I heard you play him on radio and I was like, what is this track? The energy is crazy. So it's so, you know, what's dope is to actually hear him speak about his influences and the way you get him talking about like, even now, like, yeah, I'm in ATL and, you know, we're outside, but then, you know, getting him talking about his influences and, you know, the fact that the whole kind of how important crunk is to him and all of that like I don't know it gives a different layer to him as an artist and it was really really nice to hear that and obviously there's some you it's been filmed so there's clips so it was also nice to see that as well and see him and put it all together so for me it was it was really really nice to hear and listen listen to you guys talk about the music and his influences you know what's crazy it's crazy that he said his go-to album was Thames and never you know what? I never, I never, ever, ever thought that he'd be the artist to talk about Thames. And you know, in case you don't know about Thames already, she's an incredible artist. You know, she, she's she's on the soulful tip. She's on the Afrobeats tip. And you just wouldn't imagine one of the rawest, most uncompromising, most audacious artists out right now is a fan of Thames, and he listens to her album like on his downtime. Fascinating. You know what? That's such a good point because I remember when when he said that when he was like, "Oh," and you're like, "Oh, what you've been listening to?" And he's like, "Oh, Thames." I was like, "Literally, like what? Wait a minute!" And it's that <laughs> minute where you you going back, don't you? Like you going back? He, he's listening to Thames, and I I think that's dope because I think she's really talented. I think what she's doing is amazing. She's unique, and to hear that she's cutting across in that way, that's really exciting. And you know, you're thinking like, imagine what them two would sound like on a track. How would that track even come together? What you know what I mean? It gets you thinking. Yeah. But yeah, that was like the most, the most unexpected response to that question. Yeah, and hopefully we put that into the universe so that happens. Duke use in terms, you know where it came from. If that ever happens, you know where it came from. It came from right here on the Hip Hop Raise Me podcast. But listen, the key we're used to being outside and active. Like we we've done some crazy 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 road trips. <laughs> we've 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 been we have been pretty much across the world, like chasing interviews and chasing guests. And it's like you know everywhere from New York and LA to Manchester. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> it's you know I always tell people like one of the craziest moments was when we flew to New York to talk to Swiss Beats. We found out that he'd gone to LA, and they said, "Can you get to LA within two hours on a flight to LA?" When then we're in LA and we've got to get the last flight back to New York. And then the day after we're in a mansion in New Jersey talking to Joe Budden. I actually miss that. I really do miss the chaos and, you know, the travel and the hecticness. But from yourself, from your perspective, like how are you finding the process of, of producing this podcast? Like given the lockdown, given the challenges and everything else, like how, how are you finding it personally? Um, do you know what? Whilst you're saying all that, my, I was like literally nodding my head. Like I miss that so much. I feel like I miss that adrenaline rush. Like, oh my god, we've got to go here. We've got to go there. You can't sleep. You're on a flight. Okay, now we've got to get in a taxi and get here. And is everything set up? And we've got like you. It's bringing back flashbacks to all those moments, and I do miss that. But I feel like you know what? Firstly, I feel blessed that I'm still able to do something I love during a whole pandemic, during a lockdown. And we've been able to kind of still have Hip Hop Raise Me, the podcast, 
come to life during that time and like never take that for granted and I feel like you just got to get more creative right so I feel like it's kind of pushed us out of our boundaries a bit more in like even thinking about if you think about it Sam like thinking about how we're going to put the podcast together how are we going to record it how are we going to do this and make sure that whatever we do is of the best quality and like it's still what we love doing so I think it's kind of the whole process I found it like you've got to get more creative you've got to get out of the box and which is what we do anyway but keep that excitement going and I think we've just found like new ways of doing that and um yeah and I think even going like to the to the actual conversations and to these conversations you have with these amazing people is the fact that I feel like the conversations are so different now in the Mm. sense that we're hearing like perspectives of people saying like, okay, look at a JPEG mafia when he's talking about how the whole pandemic impacted him. And, you know, then you go to um, someone like um, a French Montana and you're hearing these different insights and these different perspectives of how people have got through it. And I always say like, if you made it through, we both say, if you made it through the last year and a half and you've thrived when you've succeeded or you started something or you've made it through, you can like kind of make it through anything. So Mm. I don't know, I think there's quite a few things, but one thing I'll say is I'm very grateful and I'm just excited because, you know, now it's just, everything's more global. So it is a case of like, nothing's out of reach, right? I feel like if anything, this whole process has made, made us all feel like, nothing's impossible like literally nothing is impossible we've been locked down we haven't been able to travel as much and do these things but we've still been able to do the things we love so imagine if you can do that when everything's not kind of like the same the fact is now it's like actually you know what beyond the sky's the limit so that for me has been the most exciting thing about doing the podcast around this time because it's really made us think about things and approach things differently and it's that thing like you have to evolve or you become extinct and I feel like we're constantly evolving yeah definitely no extinction no extinction going on over (laughs) here on this side never ever never 100 percent. so this is the 10th episode and for people who may not know the other episodes the guests have included Chuck D, Buster Rhymes, It's the Real, French Montana, um, JPEG Mafia, Slow Tie, and last week it was Gets, and um, I'm really trying to style this out. I feel like I missed out an episode, <laughs> but but I'm saying you you need to check out some of the previous episodes. But but Nakia, from your perspective, like what what do you think's been the highlight so far? What's been your favorite? I mean, they're all great, obviously. Obviously, but obviously, um, but my highlight, my favorite one, has to be by far Stephen Victor because I remember listening to that episode and first of all like the stories that he shared and that insight he gave to working with Pop Smoke was incredible and you know the vision and you know it was an insight that I don't think you would have ever heard if it wasn't for that conversation but also when you hear his journey into music and his passion and his determination and how hard he works that to me was like incredible really inspiring but yeah Stephen Victor was like one of those one of those kind of like I really soaked it in do you know what I mean like you Mm. listen like there's things you I took away from it it really inspired me and it's interesting because I have conversations with people and I actually find myself going back to that episode saying you need to listen to this episode or have you heard his story or something because I found it so inspiring and so kind of like the way he approached getting into the music industry I think is like something that we can all take something from and I thought it was really incredible yeah I, to- I totally agree I think I think with the Stephen Vicks episode I never 
I, I didn't know. You know, when I do these, I never know how they're going to go. I never know what, what, what's going to be said or what we're going to end up recording or, and whatnot. And and I've known him over the years as the manager of the clips, as the manager of Pusha T and the manager of Designer. And then, you know, when, when, when we were doing work with Pop Smoke, you know, I, I, the only time I saw him, right, on the Pop Smoke show in London was behind the DJ desk when Pop Smoke was on stage. I was like, oh, Steve, what's going on? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was busy filming. It was it too busy to talk, and that was it. So, and and that's that's my that's my interaction with Stephen Victor. It's always been like that backstage, or you know when Pusha T's going on stage or when he's coming off. So it's actually the first time I'd ever spoke to him, and I think you you could hear like in his voice, you know, that the whole thing about with what's happened with with Pop Smoke. He's an artist who's definitely gone too soon, but you you could hear in his voice that. You know, he's still not processed the pain, and you know, and the stories, and and the, the the way he told the journey of him and Pop, this you know, actually finding each other, working together, and the journey. Um, it's a journey that every manager and artist should aspire to have. It's a friendship that every manager and artist should aspire to have, and it's is it's just tragic what happened. Like if if they were still working together, I I think they would have done some incredible things. I think. Pop Smoke was on his way to being one of the great ones. He just had that that fresh energy. He had that fresh voice and a different approach and the way he embraced UK culture and, you know, he was bringing it together. With, he, he, he really was going to do something special, but it's just, um, I'm just glad I was able to sit down with Stephen and, and reflect, you know, because we'd never actually spoke about it before. And I feel like some of the insight that he gave I think it's important for any fan of Pop Smoke. I think it's important for, you know, this this generation of artists to hear as well because, you know, it's crazy times. Everyone's just got to be careful out here and just be safe, you know? Definitely. And that's the thing, I think, like you said, like it's that story of Stephen and Pop Smoke connecting is like, it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, that was meant to be. Like you can never replicate that and that could never have happened any other way for it to become what it was. And it is it is literally something everyone needs to listen to. Uh, definitely, definitely. Well, listen, I want to give a big shout out to everybody who's been subscribing, everybody who's been checking out the episodes. Um, big up everybody who's been hitting me up on Instagram or on Twitter, YouTube as well on the YouTube channel. I want to say thank you to yourself, Nikita, um, Matami and Edgar for putting in the work and everybody who's helped make this happen it's it's episode 10 we've got many many more episodes to go we've got a lot of great plans we've got a lot of big guests lined up and just just everybody just i'm saying just subscribe follow whatever you need to do make sure you check in with us hip-hop raise me podcast every monday stay safe